What is that, chili he's eating? Yeah. What kind of animal eats chili? Did anyone have a TV? Oh, wait, it's two-dimensional. You couldn't see it. Welcome to Doubled Feature, the podcast where we talk about twin films, that strange phenomenon where two studios release very similar movies in a very short time span. Sometimes they're vaguely related and sometimes they're damn near identical. I'm Dan. I'm Max. Uh, let's start the show. This is sad. I've had a couple of beers today. Okay. Uh, ad-libbing a little bit. You went to a little, Ooh. little uh, barbecue yeah, it's barbecue. summertime in Florida. Actually. We're vaxxed and waxed. Two days in a row. Saturday why it, why and Sunday. Why does it matter Sunday. that it's summertime in Florida? We're in L.A. Oh, uh, summertime in L.A. Uh, uh, keeping it Holly weird. Going to uh, who would be a cool celebrity to have come to our L.A. Uh, Dua Lipa was there. Sure. Um, Dua Lipa. Who else? Um, let's go for a Jack more. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson He's was a very <laughs> LA celebrity. He's going to all the basketball hey, games. Dua Lipa, I like hanging out with you at this party. Uh, Dua Lipa's like, uh, does she talk anyway? She just talks I, uh, normal, she's just right? Like, you know what, Jack? Like, hey, Jack Nicholson, uh, pass me an Aperol spritz or whatever. I'm yeah. Dua Lipa. I'm the music uh, lady. I'm Albanian, I think. And then he comes back and he's like, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Give me the Aperol spritz. Dua. <laughs> I'm getting further away from it. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, we're having fun today. Better than most of you. Max, we got a oh, guest. Okay. We got a guest in the stew. We do. Would you like to introduce Elise? Yeah. Elise is here. Hello, Elise. Hi. Um, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Day one listener. Listener. Uh, often around watching these movies anyway so uh had her on had you on well you would we'll get right into it you had picked uh, two other movies yes and you can probably still be on for those ones yeah ones i mean there's what no, did you pick um i wanted to do the house of yes and whatever was a twin with that because when i was looking at the don't know what that is i was looking at the list and the house of yes is super fucked up I'm not gonna give any spoilers away but is i was like that movie? movie's what fucked it? up i'll watch it it's, like it's, it's got parker posey i love parker posey i love she's parker like, posey i fucking love didn't her. know we both love parker no, posey we're like, bonding already yeah she's one of my favorite i just love her um and it's super fucked up movie and i had never seen i don't even remember what is the twin movie with it but then he said something about you guys doing Canine and Turner and Hooch. And um, anybody that knows me, which probably is most people that listen to this, because we all know the same people, um, it's, it would be on brand for me to do, be on the dog episode. Your, your dog is currently sleeping on my lap. Yes, little Ruru. Shout out Ru, the good one. Yeah. and I out of, out of the three, she is the good one. Yeah, she is good. Other than uh, her barking issue. But. The twin film with House of Yes is right The now. Myth of Fingerprints. The Myth of Fingerprints. Do you know those movies? I, don't uh, know I had never heard of them, no. I described um, The House of Yes to him, and he was like, well, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's it's like a, a thriller? No. No. It's, um, it's kind of movie. They're like I mean, family dramas. It's like a family oh. drama, but it's it's short. I think the other one's pretty short, too. Um, And it's not like a normal... It's not what, a normal movie. Like 90s? Um, I 97. think it was, yeah, I was going to say late 90s. I do love so, Parker Posey. Like, I, yeah, um, her and her, like, when she was really doing a lot of stuff, and she does very well in that movie. I like Parker I've Posey I've remarked a lot, before too. that Park, the characters that Parker Posey plays in movies don't always have adult bracers. 
but spiritually, I think they always do have adult <laughs> bracers. That's just something about her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if that's just. <sighs> it's just because of Best in Show. She always seems like she's doing weird tooth stuff. Yeah, because yeah. of Best in Show uh-huh. and uh, Blade Trinity are the two biggest. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My yeah. my two biggest reference points for Parker Posey. Yeah. Uh, who I do love. She's in my third favorite Scream movie, Scream Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just never seen her in anything that I haven't, even if it's not the be- a, a great movie, I've still loved her and Best in Show is actually my favorite movie, which again, your absolute uh, favorite yeah, movie. Okay. My, my I mean, that, movie, that, like, that brings us into yeah. one of the things we always talk about when we have a guest is what is yeah. your general, what kind of movies do you like? Do you have some certain favorites, certain types of movies, certain directors? It honestly depends movie. on my mood, but like yeah, lo- Best in Show is my Best favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's again, a dog thing um i just find it really funny uh any any of christopher guest movies are really good but obviously that's like my favorite one um the christopher guest when he's just himself christopher guest listing all the nuts it's i <laughs> yeah. i fucking my i go so into good. orbit dude it is so funny he's usually no. not the funniest of that. the guys yeah in his no own but he's movies, very but good in that that nut part yeah. So good. yeah he normally takes kind of like a back yeah. seat Mm-hmm. Let's everybody else kind of and even, really shine even in that movie, you know, like he's pretty chill. He's not, you know, you've got like the Flex doing their Norwegian or their Norwich Terrier thing. Oh, again, Catherine O'Hara, I love her too. Love her. She's like her this... and just like everybody in that movie. You like everybody in that movie is just solid. The uh, the good. the Shit's Creek prequel, dude. Yeah, pretty no, much. A show right? I don't watch, but her and Eugene oh, Levy. Oh, Shit's Creek is yeah. so good. Yeah. You would, yeah. lo- you would I I, I love Shit's Creek, but yeah, um. Another, I like musicals a lot. Like, um, I mean, any musical, but Hedwig and the Angry Inch is my very, very favorite. Um, is that on the list? Uh, I don't think I don't that know. it has a twin movie. I can check. For some reason, I thought it... it would be I was hard, just thinking I mean, about that movie recently, and I thought yeah. it was because I saw it on the list. It's not on there? Yeah. Okay. No, that's my favorite. I haven't I seen mean, that since high school, but I loved it in high school. Yeah, I was it's, like, it's really good. Um, I've never seen I it. saw it on, not that it was a movie, but I saw it on, on Broadway when Neil Patrick Harris was playing Hedwig. Oh, cool. So that was really fun, too. Um, just I don't, really know, loved I don't know if Kool Aid's seen it. Everyone knows uh, producer of the pod. And he likes musicals a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Musicals. I don't know. Yeah. If I like musicals I've, a lot. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to watch it. I would yeah. love to rewatch it, and he yeah. would like it if he hasn't seen it. I just think yeah, it's it's it. really solid. John Cameron Mitchell is like really John Cameron. I don't know why I'm thinking. Well, no. Have Have you guys ever watched Six Feet Under? I've seen like or I would see a, like the woman episodes who, and stuff. It was like the, prestige drama before. Like Sopranos, it was like yeah, like it was really good. The term prestige it was like the first right? HBO show that like really I think so, like, yeah, right? popped off. Yeah, not so. I watched it fairly recently, a few years ago, and anytime I think of John Cameron Mitchell now, the guy who did Hedwig and everything else, um, the the woman who plays Brenda on that show, they could be twins, like they look exactly the same. It just popped into my head. Has nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> if you look it up, you'll be like, oh wow, they do look alike. Max, um, do you have? musicals that you like um or at least do you have more musicals that you like i mean i i do have musicals that i like because <laughs> yeah, um, i'm not a i wouldn't describe myself as a mu- i don't like musicals as a concept but there are like a good handful of musicals that i, really I like i don't know if i have like necessarily like a favorite musical i don't know if i'm like that you know like in 
musical theater to be like, oh, this is like my favorite one. But well, my fine. my parents uh really like musicals, so went to like the local theaters around here. Like I've seen. Um, okay, I was kind of talking movies, but you're oh, talking about like too? actual like yeah, the, like well Broadway shows and stuff. Every, which, yeah, get stuff, into yeah. That, get into that too, especially at least if you can speak. To but that. like uh, that's better than what my question was. <laughs> as, as a kid, I saw um Phantom of the Opera cool. at Barbary Man, which is kind of like the shouts out Billy Zane, former Howdy of the Week. The theater here in L.A. Um, oh that yeah, oh yeah, we saw it at whatever the big Chinese theater is, Romans or. Yeah, I don't think that's right. But, yeah. uh, no, it, like here locally, like Barber B. Man gets all of the like, oh, it's the, you know, it's the Broadway cast coming Break, through. Breaking like kayfabe, we are in Fort Myers, yeah. Florida. Um, so I, I've seen a bunch of shows there, like Phantom of the Opera was really big. And that was like another thing. I've always really liked that just because it's a fun show. I saw like, it's a Wicked great show. there. I hated Wicked. I liked Wicked. I saw Wicked I like Wicked, too. but I don't love Wicked. Phantom of the Opera, though, is really... And I, the Phantom of the Opera movie, I thought, I, did a really good job, too. Coolid and I just recently watched it. We kind of went through, not like a little kick of musicals, but we watched uh, the Phantom of the Opera, and I really liked it, too. Yeah. Um, I saw... Uh, Sweeney Todd was a big one when we were in high I like school. Sweeney I, I like Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd man. Good too. I don't usually of... like Tim Burton's whole... Mm -hmm. Have I said this on the pod before, that I don't like Tim Burton's whole thing? No, but yeah. I like more of his movies than I dislike. Like I'm generally a pretty big fan of his work, but don't like him at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, I saw Book of Mormon no, at Barber B. Man, that was, and that's just phenomenal. So good. Oh, you're one of few people I know that's uh Hamilton live. Like when it, was I did see Hamilton live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I um for a job, a, a job I had. They were based in Chicago, so I had to go up there to train a couple of, for like two weeks. And then they flew me up there for a couple of different things as they were transitioning from moving from Chicago down here. So, uh, luckily while I was up there, um, the Broadway cat, like they had the Broadway cast was doing a stay in Chicago to do, um, like a couple of weeks or whatever, so I was able to get there. I went by myself. Hey, it was like hey, they probably got view. too full of that freaking deep pizza they got out there. And they, they had to leave. They couldn't leave. They actually either, cut right? it short because everyone was too full. They were like, "We can't perform. We're full of pizza." Yeah, give me a New York slice. I'll be gone in a New York minute. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I went and saw that by myself, and that was great. Um, music, like I guess, like movie wise, uh, it's. I don't think it's very good, but I like it a lot, and I know Kool Aid likes it too. Is it Repo the genetic opera? Kool Aid likes. Well, I don't know how much he still loves it. I yeah, think he still he likes it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like he mentioned it recently of saying that he, he likes that, it. That's, yeah. That's on. That's going to be a. I mean, Kool Aid has to be the guest for Repo. Yeah, for sure. Is. I saw it because of him. I and at least I, you like musicals. You can be on too for our first yeah. four. That's four, yeah, we could have a combo. To, I I only within the last two or three years, which for someone like myself with the interests that I have is, I guess, like kind of surprising. I I only saw Rocky Horror Picture Show like I think twenty nineteen. Oh, what? Oh, okay, for wow. The first what time. the hell? Yeah, that's. That's surprising. You've never been to like a shadow cast thing? Well, okay, so this is this is the story for it. Okay, we were you? at Tampa Bay Comic Con. It was me, Kool Aid, Sam, and Andrew. Twenty nineteen, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. And um, we were gonna go to the shadow cast because that's a very normal like comic book convention thing to have like a Rocky Horror shadow cast. I think everybody knows it, but 
about that, right? When they yeah, they, they you play yell the music. certain stuff. Yeah, the yeah. movie's I mean, going been around you, forever. Yeah. My parents talked like, about yeah, when they would yeah. do that. So for people who don't know what it is, they play the movie on like a projector, and then they have actors come up on the stage and are in costume, and they're acting out all the thing normally, like mouthing yeah. along with it as they go. So you've got the movie and a stage play, uh, <laughs> like midnight showings of any like. Uh, cult movies there's, there's call outs and all this to it, stuff definitely yeah. because i've seen it at like the shitty planetarium in town yeah and mm -hmm. it'll just be like there's one designated guy who yells things that are jokes before they say them on screen yeah and then you like Some throw audience bread when they're doing stuff. it i mean yeah. they do that with the yeah. not to go off topic but they do that with the room too yeah. like it's a, it's i went a, to a bunch of don't, room don't showings where you throw. dare worry about going off topic it's fun <laughs> throwing like spoons and stuff That's like i did that all the time with the room normal like cult movie yeah. midnight showing yeah. thing the shadow but the shadow casts you have like yeah. the stage play component to it so we were gonna I, go. My to parents that. told me when they saw it in high or when it whatever college or whatever it would have come out it's probably late mid to late 70s i think it came out right so yeah, i think it was like 78 I want yeah to say. so either oh my god so it came out like right as my parents 75 my parents were both okay. Oh, okay so a little later but yeah i think they went in college so it's still fairly new but they said like they saw it at a movie theater in town and a guy literally drove a motorcycle into the movie theater nice. when meatloaf drives in on his motorcycle in that but sorry that to interrupt nice. you that's just yeah. sick as hell to me a guy's driving yeah. a motorcycle inside <laughs> so rules so I had never seen it. Kool-Aid had never seen it. Andrew had wow. never seen it. Sam loves it. So we were like, hey, let's go to the Shadowcast. We'll go and get uh, some beers and get nice and like lubricated for it. Yeah, you should be. Then we'll go to this, the Shadowcast and like that'll be a good time with just us and a bunch of these like comic book nerds and stuff. So we get there and they're setting up and we're like, oh, this is fun. There's like a chick rolling around with just like full fucking titties out, but like tape on. And it's like, oh, yeah, OK, this is cool. Um. But then we find out as they're like kind of introducing the whole thing that they're like, well, we're normally in a bigger convention hall, but they moved us over here and this one doesn't have a projector. So we're going to do like the acting out and stuff, but we're not going to have the movie playing. It's just going to be audio. Oh, and all four of us kind of like start looking at each other. and We're like, well, like maybe we'll check it Especially out. Especially if you guys hadn't. Right. Two yeah, of having, the four of you hadn't yeah. seen the movie yeah. yet. Three wow. of the four of us. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Uh, wow. So we're like looking at each other and they get into like the, you know, the intro with like the lips and all like the fucking yeah. opening of the movie. And it is so painfully awkward right. and just such a miserable it's, experience. Aww, this has so gone to just, I, it, you know, we him, felt really he, bad he, for them. Max included. Max well, yeah, I mean, and, and the audience. But we like, felt, we felt actors, really bad for everybody. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. So um and this was the i think the first night of the convention Oof. so um we're like all looking at each other finally decide to just like we're two or three minutes into this thing just get up and leave yeah but we're like well let's go back to our airbnb and we'll we'll just watch it oh, okay cool so we go back to the airbnb <laughs> uh slam a a bunch more beers yeah. looked up all the call outs and it's just the four of us in a living room of this Trying random airbnb in tampa <laughs> just screaming at the television i had a great fucking time yeah. the movie there's, was awesome there, like people yeah. know that movie fucking back and forth yeah. Like, yeah like the there's a part where uh the titular rocky is just laying down at some point i think after he bangs out susan sarandon who, oh my God, okay, for a brief sidebar, borderline hottie of the week territory. Everyone knows Susan Sarandon is like the hottest 
like she's on the scale of age to still being insanely hot. Sure. Is like the hottest. She's yeah. tippy, tippy top for me. She's, you she's aged there. very I mean, well. She's, she's aged very well, and but she's always f- just been very. You forget, or I, I forget that she was hot just when she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, just plain old hot. Too. Yeah, it was yeah. just normal hot. Yeah. Woohoo, mama. Yeah, she didn't age into um, being hot. Right. Uh, she's got leftist politics. Shout out to Susan Sarandon. Love her to death. Yeah. The I, the I, the best great. old lady. I'd do anything for you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> her and the hunger with uh Catherine. What's her name? That's Ooh, a, mama mia. Yeah. That's a good scene too. Um. But, uh, okay. oh, shit, Jesus, I, I lost the plot. So Rocky's just, like, laying there, and, like, as soon as he comes on screen, a guy in the audience will start sa- shouting, like, I want my money back. If I don't see a muscle twitch, I want my money back. And then, uh, like, th- full 10 seconds later, uh, Rocky's muscle twitches. And it's like, <laughs> it's coming. it was like, damn, dude, you know this movie fucking back and forth that you're, like, making jokes on a muscle. It's yeah. It rules. It's a lot of fun. It's it, it's, it's goo- fun. It's kind of goofy shit for theater kids, but it yeah, also no, but rules. I mean like oh yeah. Well, so part of the reason that I I think I hadn't watched it despite being like a you know goth punk just like outsider weirdo kid in high school and stuff was ever the people who had seen it already were just like I'm gonna smile my ass off because you said you were a goth punk yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just clubbing like that a, in there. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't. I, I, under, I, I understand. An, an, an alt kid. Or I, would, whatever I wouldn't necessarily put myself into like any of those things because I'm just like a suburban white kid that just wore band T-shirts. So it's like, right. but you know, whatever. Right there with you, buddy. So uh, a bunch of people like really loved it and were like so forward with loving it, and I was just, you know, I don't know what kind of like mentality you want to, but just it's to, it's like an LGBT like yeah, yeah, yeah movie as well like, so and yeah. so i had a bunch of friends that were just like oh i love it so much i love it so much and i just immediately like how much a bunch of people loved it i was just so just wanted i don't know if i wanted to be contrarian or if it just being contrarian turned me off on it i was just like whatever fuck that like i'm not yeah, gonna fucking I watch mean, that movie everybody's hyped it up like that sounds like you know typical high school dude like I don't, you know like, like i don't high- think if I had watched it in high school, I would have been as into it. Not that like if anything in it would have bothered me, but I think that mentality would have carried over to the movie as the normal like, contrarian yeah. of the pod. <laughs> I loved it in high school. <laughs> Unironically, I had a great time. I honestly, I, I feel like I didn't really see it until after high school. Um, no, maybe it was probably still in high school. Um, and then I've watched, I usually watch it like every year on Halloween, I think. Um, I have oh this this is gonna be too a really long story not a really long story but I feel like we're getting off topic again we're in the rift doesn't matter don't worry about it I have you you've seen like my Rocky Horror shirt that just like beat the shit and it's got like like some like um bleach stains on it it's just the record show she's looking at Max I have never seen the shirt (laughs) (laughs) um so I got that shirt at uh at a goodwill when i was 18 and i was like oh you know it was kind of like faded and stuff and i'm like oh yeah this is probably like a vintage shirt but so i like went this whole time from the time i was 18 until whenever that like oh i have this like old vintage rocky horror shirt like people would always compliment me on it and they're like oh that seems like an original i'm like yeah probably (laughs) it probably is and so then, like, one day, for whatever reason, I was, like, looking at the shirt, and I looked at the tag on it, and I was like, I don't know what the, like, 
the brand or whatever. Like I was like, I'm gonna look up the tag. So I look up the tag, and it was it was from Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, like, an original I, is is. <laughs> did you internalize that that it was a pre distressed Hot Topic shirt, or that someone bought it from Hot Topic in the modern age and did wear it out a lot before I, you? Got I don't know. I don't know if it, like either way, it's just really funny to me that i thought that it was and so people are like oh yeah it's probably bit i'm like yeah it's sure there's a great history because i'm like almost 36 and i've had the shirt for almost 20 years so now i guess it could be considered vintage even though it's from hot topic oh my god Uh, y2k is the next the next level of uh y2k core is like the coolest shit right now that's That's, true yeah that's what the the zoomers are nostalgic yeah i'm glad i haven't thrown it away because it really it's got like bleach stains on it and i mean it's still wearable but it definitely looks old but yeah my vintage hot topic t-shirt so not to like totally derail like that conversation but while I was looking up Susan Sarandon stuff, I was reminded <laughs> Max getting horny that uh, John Turturro directed a sequel to oh The Big God, Lebowski dude. about the Jesus. We could do a bonus episode about that. It, it's I've never I, seen it. From what I understand, it's unwatchably bad. I haven't seen it either. Uh, yeah, big. He made a movie. He's like one of the Coen's guys. Yeah, and took his character from their intelligent property, intellectual property, to make a what is apparently an unwatchably bad spin-off movie. It's about a character who in the text of the Big Lebowski the Jesus who he plays is revealed to be a pedophile. So we probably don't need a movie about that guy. I will give him credit because that character is, he's in like 2 minutes of screen time sticks with you so fucking much. Insane character. The way he licks oh, the yeah. bowling ball and stuff. I yeah. we're on the cones a little bit. My yeah. I think I would probably put on the record my favorite directors. You like the films of the Coen yeah, brothers? I like I like their films. I like um Wes Anderson too is probably one of uh, another another as, one of my guys. Yeah, as far as directors go of like ones who there's Wes Anderson's probably the only one that has never made something that I've just like not liked. There's there's a couple of his I, where I'm just I like I don't really hey. like the Darjeeling Limited. I thought it was fine. Like I, it's a I very forgettable movie. I would, is the yeah, problem. it wasn't. There, there's it, for me. There's a little bit of like white savior, just like stranger. Yeah. There's too much of that. Just yeah. like a, a white guy's just like in a foreign place. But oh yeah, I can see. It's I still he's doing fun stuff yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, like I, I think. I mean, that's definitely on the bottom of like any of the any of his things. But do you have a favorite Wes Anderson? I'm not gonna say Isle of Dogs. But I actually really liked it. But no, I I like, um, I like it too. The the Grand Budapest Hotel I actually really really liked, Fucking which rules, like man. it it's you know I guess more recent compared to some of his other stuff. But like I just I love it. That movie's incredible to me because he's like fully cemented the kinds of things he does, and he starts playing with your expectations of yeah. what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like the the different aspect ratios for the different time frame. Fucking rips. So hard, yeah. I uh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I, I thought it was it was great. I really like Adrian Brody and and most of the stuff he's in too. So he's that like helped, falling off hard, man. Like after the pianist, well, like he gets his weird little Wes Anderson roles, but he doesn't like do too yeah, much anymore. I mean, I'm sorry, he was in Predators. Yeah, no, I know he was and in Splice Predators. Splice, where he fucked that weird, oh half yeah, human thing. Splice is a weird movie. It's very weird. I I don't really know how to uh, what to like make of it. Um, cause yeah, Adrian, they have this like fucking 
uh, evolved species kind of like thing and it's alien and then Adrian Brody's also it's like dad kind right. of yeah. it was very weird uh, and then yeah they fuck it I, it's it's a strange it's a movie. Strange favorite movie. favorite Adrian Brody performance, everybody? Or favorite just Adrian Brody picture? Um, I mean, whatever, whatever, however I you have, internalize that question. He did so well in the pianist. Like, I don't know that there's topping that of like how well he did acting wise. The movie's a bummer, obviously. So I, right. I can't. Great movie. It, it is a great movie. Directed by one of my favorite directors, horrible man. Uh, international international sex fest. Roman Polanski made yeah. some of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Horrible guy. Sorry, yeah. I, I agree. For probably. for me with movies, like I definitely appreciate a lot of the more serious movies. But like, I mean, I feel the same with music too. Of most of the time, if I'm listening to something or watching something, like I want something that kind of removes me from the like sad bullshit of the world so i tend to yeah like i tend to gravitate more towards just kind of not mindless stuff but like funny you know funny stuff or like you know like even with wes anderson's stuff there's enough kind of subtle humor in it that even when it's a downer you'd you'd broadly call them comedies but there's so much more going on than just exactly yeah Yeah. where when it's like a period piece like that and just it, it just bums me out and i don't know max yeah you're on the clock 10 seconds give me your favorite wes anderson film and your favorite adrian brody film uh favorite wes anderson uh grand Budapest hotels up there i I really like the fantastic mr fox movies is like first mm-hmm. foray into that animation animation, animation stuff yeah. it's just like a, a really good good, movie. good watch um i'll kind of just like leave it there for that uh it won't go into Adrian Brody? I haven't watched a ton of Adrian Brody movies. I've actually never seen The Pianist. Oh, what the um, hell? He was in a movie with Mila Jovovich long ago called Dummy, where he was a ventriloquist. I don't remember much about it, but... I haven't seen that either. I'm just like, I'm looking at his anyway. IMDb and I haven't seen it. Yeah. The Village. Oh, that's true. He was in The Village. You stepped on me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> For me, so yours. Wes, Wes Anderson, Rushmore. Rushmore uh, Adrian yeah. Brody, Village. I may be kidding. I think. I mean, the answer is the pianist. But I mean, I really like. Fl- the I mean, the, 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 Tropic Thunder introduces the aspect of going full R word. Um, Adrian Brody goes full R word in the village, and to good effect. I like the village. It's the most he, underrated M Night Shyamalan that. movie. Um, the part think- where he stabs uh Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it's your just like POV view from age uh, from Joaquin Phoenix as he gets stabbed, and he looks down at it, and Adrian Brody like clearly doesn't even understand what he's done, <laughs> but then he stabs again because he I has like a totally forgot to that and that I I forgot a lot about that movie. I feel like it was given an unfair shake. I think that like I think it's such it was, a twist. Movie. Yeah, I think it was actually pretty good, and I think mm-hmm. the twist looking back was actually pretty good too yeah it's so, it fucking yeah, got me yeah. back in the day and, and, I, and i don't I think watched it was, like, knowing the twist and i still really when i watched it. it i was like well f- fuck that like i don't that's dumb but like looking back on it i actually it's definitely the movie that good. like fully cemented uh m night is the Shyamalan as yeah. like the twist guy because it was he, he had a couple of movies or whatever and then it uh, he, i think this once after, after it came out after sixth sense yeah unbreakable Village's next movie? Yeah. Is it only yeah. his third movie? Yeah. Wow. But he had... D- so the Sixth what Sense... What a fucking 
first three run, in my opinion. I think the village is really good. People don't really like it, but yeah. for oh no, signs came before the village. Yeah, there was yep, signs. Was I like don't really like signs. I, I, yeah. I think signs is pretty bad, but I do like it the was, village. But signs was whatever. Can't wait for old. Oh yeah. The, the beach that makes beach you old. Movie. Um no, but I think with the village, uh I don't think the village itself jumps the shark, but it was once the village had come out, Shyamalan as a director had jumped the shark in the eyes of everyone expected people. him to be the twist guy. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, barely, I mean, there's not a twist in signs, but everybody already thought he was the twist guy at that point. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, there's not really a twist in signs. No, no. like just water kills they, the yeah, aliens. There isn't really a, that's not a twist. Like, it's that's just basically the same like twist. I'm doing air quotes as like War of the Worlds, which had been out for 50 years at that point. Yeah, that's true too. You want to talk about our movies? We should, man. I just been cooking. So yeah, that's I'm fun. having a fun time talking about other movies. Um, let's just get right into it. Uh, normally this would be the point in the podcast where we asked our guests why you picked these movies. You didn't really pick these movies. But I kind of explained why I yeah. weaseled my way onto this. You like dogs? There's dogs in them. I mean, to, for context of people, I mean, everybody that's listening to this probably knows me, but I have a full sleeve of dogs. I have two dogs. I'm a vet assistant. I used to work in a kennel. Um, really love dogs. It's really hard to work if your hands are behind those bars. <laughs> Just a little joke for you. I know she she's not in physically yeah. working in the kennel. Come on, guys. Uh, You're smarter than that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm talking to the listeners, not you guys. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, it just seems uh, we were actually talking to front of the podcast, Lee. And when you said you were doing these two, he's like, well, Elise has to be on that episode. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have to be on that episode. So we moved so some stuff around yeah. in the old recording schedule I, to make it happen. But that's, in, that's why you got Tipsy Dan. In interest yeah. of full disclosure, <laughs> I have seen both of these movies at some point. I had to rush out of work in Florida to fly all the way over here to your studio in LA. Florida. And because of that long flight, um, I did not get to finish K9 this viewing. So I only watched up Who to cares? A point. It sucks. <laughs> but I have seen it before. I know it sucks. Um How far did you get in K9? I got to the point where he was, I can't remember, so I got to the point where it, at least where the, well, I don't, well, I guess we do spoilers anyway, yeah. where he Full first spoilers. sees his poodle, the poodle, where the, the, he falls in love oh, with yeah. the poodle. Oh, yeah, you're um, like halfway through. Yeah, but I you mean, know I, the, I You made know the movie well enough. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, because I think we'll, the, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the more of the story and, beats And I anyway, saw it a few movie. times when I was a kid, because, okay. you know, dogs, um, but yeah. I didn't want to lie and pretend like I had just seen it and it's fresh in my memory, but half of it is. You have recently watched Turner and Hooch, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. It's the better it. movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It Turner is. and Hooch movie. is so good. Um, all right, let's get right into it. So but I'm doing Turner and Hooch. Yeah. First, right? Okay. Uh, so we're watching two movies, both of which are about a police officer who makes an unlikely partnership with a rough-around-the-edges canine to bust a big case. Uh, the first one, and spoiler, we've already given you the spoiler, the better one, Turner and Hooch, uh, 1989, directed by Roger Spottiswood, uh, starring Tom Hanks, Mare Winningham, Craig T. Nelson, Reginald Vell Johnson, and Beasley the Dog. 
Uh, movie stars Scott Turner, Tom Hanks is a police investigator three days from transferring to a bigger position in Sacramento. Turner is showing his replacement investigator David Sutton, played by Reginald Vell Johnson, around town and introduces him to his longtime friend Amos Reed and his dog Hooch. That evening, Amos is murdered by a henchman of local seafood magnate Walter Boyette. The next morning, Turner investigates the murder and takes Hooch home, thinking he may be useful as a witness. Hooch is misbehaved and repeatedly destroys Turner's house. Turner develops an evolving romantic chemistry with the town veterinarian Emily, played by Mayor Winningham. Uh, Turner takes Hooch to the precinct, where Hooch spots the murderer at a wedding across the street, and the duo takes chase. They lose the culprit, but tie him and the murder to Boyet Seafood and investigate. Turner and Hooch are becoming thick as thieves, and Turner is growing more involved with Emily. He has a eureka moment after spending the night with her, and Turner and Hooch head back to Boyet Seafood to investigate again. They catch and interrogate the killer, Zach, and learn that Boyet is involved in the smuggling, but not in charge. Back to Boyet Seafood again, uh, where Turner is unexpectedly joined by Chief Howard Hyde, played by Craig T. Nelson, who turns out to actually be in charge of the smuggling operation. Turner and Hooch square off against Hyde and Boyet. Hooch takes a bullet in the process while Turner shoots Boyet. Hyde executes Boyet and plans to wrap Turner into a cover-up. Gunshot Hooch is briefly able to distract Hyde and Turner kills him. He rushes Hooch to Emily's vet clinic and Hooch sadly dies on the table. Sometime later, Turner has become police chief and Sutton has replaced him as lead investigator. Turner and Emily got married in the interim, and Emily's dog Camille gave birth to a litter of puppies, one of whom looks just like a little baby hooch. Uh, this movie had a $13 million budget. Seems like a lot, right? Not that much stuff happened. <laughs> wait till I tell you what the budget for K9 was. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> it made $71.1 million at the box office, so still pretty solid success. Uh, it's got a mostly negative uh, Metacritic uh, critic score of 36 and user of 6.4. Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 52 critic, 51 user. Max, is there another dog movie you'd like to tell me about today? There is, but I also want to just point out that uh, Roger Spottiswood has had a wild career. Yeah. He's got 34 uh, directing credits. He directed one Turner. Of Terror Hitch. Train. Yeah, Terror Train. The, the movie Jamie we Curtis watched last slasher. Halloween, yeah. Uh, Under Fire, which has got um, uh, Nick Nolte, Ed Harris, Gene Hackman in it. Directed uh, The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Rappaport. Uh, Michael Rooker also in that. And then... Tomorrow Never Dies, dude. Yeah. And then he... Uh, m more recently... He, this man directed a James Bond film. Uh, but also... The, Bro the Brosnan era. Hey, hey Ricky... Speaking of dogs, Ricky Bobby's in the mix. Oh, Noka's in the mix. Uh, he <laughs> also dogs in the building. Sorry, directed a movie more recently called A Street Cat Named Bob. That looks yeah. like some fucking Hallmark. It's a sequel to A Streetcar Named shit. Desire. Yeah, <laughs> he just has a wild uh, filmography. I could have been a street cat named Bob. Is that what happens in that movie? <laughs> Never you seen think a that line is from A Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> oh is that the stella one <laughs> yeah i'm oh man what am i oh i'm thinking of on the waterfront contender damn it i'm doing on the waterfront oh no yeah street card in desire would have stella um <laughs> i could have been not wearing pants in the vietnam movie <laughs> 
forgot what that one's called too. <laughs> you forgot a uh, apocalypse now. I could have been apocalypse now. All right. Anyway, K nine nineteen eighty nine. Somebody directed by Rod Daniel, starring James Belushi, Mel Harris, Kevin Teague, Tiggy, Tig High, uh, Ed O'Neill, and Rando the Dog. Uh. Bad man in San Diego detective Michael Dooley, played by James Belushi, is sitting in his car. <laughs> it's already funny, dude. <laughs> Over the titles as James Bel- James Belushi, a guy everyone knows as Jim Belushi. I'm yep. sorry, Max. Go back to it. Uh, so, uh, Michael Dooley is sitting in his car waiting for an informant to show up playing video games when he leaves to call his girlfriend uh, from another person's car to tell her he's going to be late. At the same time, a helicopter shows up and shoots the shit out of his car in a would-be assassination attempt. Convinced the assassination attempt was put on by Lyman, played by Kevin Tiggy, a businessman drug lord who Dooley has had his sights on for some time. The police chief won't give Dooley another car unless he takes on a partner, which Dooley refuses to do. However, after coercing his informant to give him the location of a warehouse where the drugs are shipped from Dooley, uh, are shipped, shipped from, comma, Dooley gets the idea to take on a dog partner so that he can sniff out all the drugs. (laughs) Dooley and his new partner, a German shepherd named Jerry Lee, who is on loan from Sergeant Brannigan, Ed O'Neill, do a bunch of cop shit like steakhouse and intimidating civilians so that Jerry Lee can fuck a poodle. At home, (laughs) Dooley lies to his girlfriend, Tracy, played by Mel Harris, about where Jerry Lee came from, and Jerry Lee steals the show and Tracy's heart. Lyman has finally had enough of Dooley's shit, so he kidnaps Tracy in an attempt to run Dooley off. Dooley instead shows up with an elaborate scheme that involves pretending his video game is a bomb detonator. Plan falls apart, the shooting starts, and Jerry Lee takes a bullet. Dooley rushes him to the hospital and again intimidates some civilians and forces the surgeon to operate on Jerry Lee, saving his life so that he can be in the three sequels. Then, everyone, including the poodle, go on vacation to Vegas. It's got a 22 Rotten Tomatoes score, 44 audience, Metacritic 44, user rating 6, the budget, 17 million. How the hell what? did it have a bigger budget? James? I guess they crashed they a bunch of get, cars. They had to get the dog in from West Germany. It is a German dog. Yeah, so they... The like, dog comes from Germany? Yep. They auditioned something. This movie has a German shepherd, we should say. He's a, like a full German shepherd. Yeah. They auditioned okay. American German shepherds, and none of them apparently could play the part, so they had to get one from Germany and teach it <laughs> English. <laughs> 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 teaching a dog english is yeah. so funny because yeah. he does like you're just changing the command why wouldn't they just why wouldn't the actors learn the german command words because they don't want dually saying com- german in the movie but is, but never, is Dooley the, commanding the dog with his speech you would think when, a trainer outside well, yeah, of there's the someone scene. outside the scene in most dog movies that is actually telling the dog what to do like, they're not actually reacting to the person that they're acting with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every, I mean, everybody knows. My, boy, a- my boy Eddie on one of my favorite sitcoms of all time, Frasier, he's just looking at a guy off camera. Yeah. Yeah. He's telling him to do everything. Uh, canine. You're, wait. Okay. Although, I, I'm sorry. We got to get in the bottom of this. So. James Belushi himself is commanding the dog. Do we think this? I mean, at certain points. Damn, dude. Um, this motherfucker ate chili. He did eat chili, he yeah. He did, yeah. Like, he ate chili for every meal. Hold on. Um, let me finish this okay. up. It Might be the point, new most chaotic 7.4 domestic. 
It opened at 7.4 million, had a domestic uh, box office of 43 million and a worldwide of 78 million. Okay, yeah, the dog eats chili. Wait, yeah, this so... movie made more money overall than Turner and Hooch? Apparently. In the box office, at least. Turner and Hooch, I get I guess probably did better. I am appalled rentals. that Turner and Hooch has such a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Canine sucks. I'm appalled. <laughs> I'll get out ahead of that one. No, Turner and sucks. Turner, Turner, Turner and Hooch okay. did more. Turner, the what what we have here is not. We don't have like accurate worldwide. Uh, old box mo- office. old movies like anything more like older than like late nineties. It's hard to get. Yeah, like relevant numbers yeah you got inflation so here's my question with canine yeah um in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie sure. it says like something's about steven seagal something uh it's... do you mean steven seagal who wrote it oh maybe he's <laughs> Steven Seagal, as far as I know, has nothing to do with this movie. I mean, it seemed kind of on brand if he did have something to do with the movie because it is like so. It Steven seems Siegel. like a Steven Seagal. Yeah, it, honestly, it seems like Jim Belushi is doing like a Steven Seagal type role yeah. in this, and that he's an unhinged, crazy cop. I don't even think that Steven Seagal was really in Hollywood. Yet at this point, I think it's right around like it, it, this is was... right around the same year that he started oh, making okay. movies. Yeah, Steven Siegel, uh Above the Law, yeah, came out in 1988, and okay. he he wasn't really big for a couple of years after that movie did okay, and then it was uh, Out for Justice. I think was like his first big pop off movie in '90s. Steven Siegel, uh I will just read through his entire Apologies IMDb. To Steven Siegel. K Nine, written by. Canine TV movie two years later. <laughs> Characters creator. He did a thing it's called UPN movie trailer. Then he directed or wrote, uh, or at least has a character's credit on Canine 911. Something called Guilty Hearts and Canine PI. Uh, he basically wrote one movie and then has just gotten character credits a bunch of times. <laughs> on just like bullshit spinoff stuff. Just okay. on, I mean, on the Canine movies and stuff. I, I, that would have been incredible. Gotcha journalism because uh, Steven Seagal is one of my favorite uh, uh, movie stars of all time. I mean, when under I was Siege watching it, under I took Siege a little note Dark that Territory, said something about favorites. it, but like I was also maybe possibly under the influence of things when I was taking the notes, um, so I probably just thought it said Steven well, Seagal. I mean, it, I, it, Jim Belushi is doing a lot of Steven Seagal type stuff in this movie. James Belushi. I'm going to keep saying Jim Belushi. Uh, The the actor in this movie is James Belushi. Are you you on a first name basis with him? Do you know him that well? Can you call him Jim? I said Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a first name basis. I'm still saying Well, I'm saying, can you get comfortable like that and uh, give him a nickname? Yeah, this is James Belushi. He smokes weed on Twitter now. Uh, I have a weird, like... I don't know how to what to make of Jim Belushi because he seems like he's a cool guy, but everything he's, he's like in, he's such a horrible guy. I mean, he wrote his brother's coattails to success, which more power to him. Because yeah. I, like, why not? Right? I like, hate according the Blues to Brothers Jim. too. I I liked according to Jim when I was like a, I when I didn't have cable in like middle school and watching it, was, it like on ABC. Watching it as an adult in these years, it sucks. It's yeah. so fucking bad. Yeah, is there a terrible? What's does he have like a 
does he have any big movie? Is according to Jim probably his biggest, the biggest thing I would know him from? Probably his like um, like Blues Brothers Two. After his brother died, he replaced him in Blues Brothers Two. If you go to IMDb, his known for is Red Heat, K Nine, Retroactive, and Little Shop of Horrors. Is a very small part in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I don't even remember him in Little Shop of Horrors. Again, um, nice musical sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um. Let's get into the plot of K9. Yeah. Um He sits in his car, he plays a lot of video games, so and he goes home late. What was K9 rated as far as like Pete? Because I, I was telling you earlier, I'm pretty sure when I was watching it, there were there was like an orgy going on in one of the cars in the beginning. PG thirteen. There, there, okay. There's just a, a man and a lady <laughs> No, so the one car, yeah, because her little her little foot is hanging out in the rain, yeah. like why are your windows open? He he goes um, to get in that. Okay, but then the second, then there's team? another car, which it's at that. least two women and a dude. Oh, I don't remember that. I wouldn't say a threesome qualifies as an orgy. Well, I don't. I, I Well, I'm saying at least. So it was at <laughs> but least. But she's saying it's unclear how many other it people were in there. It was at least there. a threesome, they're if not a, an orgy. They're making a sexual rat king in and there. And so that's what. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is very horny. I was. This is a horny movie. It, this is much hornier than Turner. So that's why I was wondering. I was like, it's definitely. It couldn't have been PG because it. I feel like the sex was too implied, like more than like a PG movie. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he straight up tries to, like, get uh, Jerry Lee laid. The dog Jerry Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gets him laid with the poodle. It's really. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. Really it's, it's beyond um, trying. He succeeds. Yeah, he does. And, and then he, that scene is so weird. Let's just jump to that scene. He, Jerry Lee sure. is bugging him, and he sees a poodle in a different car, so he just lets him into the car to fuck the poodle, and then the car and poodle's owner comes over, and he's like, hey, what you doing? He's like a cool black guy, and he's like, hey, what you doing, man? Like, that's my poodle. I paid 100 bucks for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Belushi's just, like, moving around to block the guy's field of vision, and he's like, Oh, they have a, what's that dog doing to my dog? What the hell? And Jim Belushi's like, I'm a cop. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're a cop. I'll never <laughs> bother you at all. Whatever you want, sir. Such a fucking weird scene. It's, well, because Belushi's yeah. trying to offer him money. He's like, I'll give you $25. I'll yeah. buy you a tank of gas. He's like, just... oh, yeah, I want at least $100. That's what my dog's worth. I'm like, that is not a lot of money for a poodle. Like no. a standard no. poodle. Beautiful yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> so there, uh, I... That God, part is so weird. Um, I mean, there's a lot of just weird. I mean, even just like when uh, Tracy in in the very beginning, when um, Tracy's like at their big, weird Miami Vice apartment house with like another dude. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we went out and saw a movie. And it was I don't know. They're just like a lot of weird. dude. Like Like Jim Belushi's like getting cucked because. He's doing because cop he's, stuff yeah because too much. he has he's a job like doing his basically <laughs> not that I like his character at all but she's just like well you never have time for me and it's like well he's a fucking cop like <laughs> uh, it's interesting you said they're big weird Miami Vice house uh, their house is insane it looks it like an insane. apartment but the living room is like two thousand square feet somehow yeah, uh, yeah. um they have. Uh, one of my favorite architectural things of bygone eras, which is glass bricks. 
I was about to just say, I was like, you know, the glass bricks. That's tons exactly of glass, what I was going to mention. Tons of glass bricks <laughs> I, um, I wrote a note, or I was halfway through writing a note. It was just like, damn, he affords this apartment on a cop's salary. And then Tracy's they bring just up like, later, she's this is my apartment. Yeah. He tries, with, they get a in writer. a fight at some point. She's a, he, she's a book editor or something. Uh, yeah. And he, then I changed my He tries my note. to kick her out of the apartment. Yeah. And she said, this is my apartment. You moved in with me. He's like, oh, I guess I'm Jim Belushi. I'm going to make it better by being. He like tries to be hot. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks like Jim Belushi. But he's Jim Belushi. <laughs> uh, I then changed my note to say, damn, she can afford this apartment on a book editor's salary. Yeah. <laughs> Big old mess. Um, Yeah. He does all kinds of weird stuff. He orders a pizza to his car where he's doing a stakeout. Yeah. And the driver says. Uh, cheese and mushroom, and he says, "Like always." <laughs> like what? Really got to establish you're eating this every character. single night, and then <laughs> he's like, "Here's seven dollars." He's like, "All right, that's no tip." And like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, for, and seven dollars for a pizza. Seven dollars for a pizza is such a, a good deal. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the craziest part is that he's like, "Oh, cold again." About the pizza he orders every night and apparently doesn't ever dip on. Start opens his Zippo lighter and holds it up to the bottom of the pizza like he's cooking base. And then she's just like reheating the pizza with a lighter. It's I, I'm getting hung up on little stuff and not talking about the plot, but this movie's buck wild. It's it's a wild movie. But it, it, yeah. yeah, so it opens up, he's doing a stakeout on like at makeout point, or it's not even a stakeout, he's waiting for his CI to show up. And he tries to get dispatch to make a phone call to Tracy to oh, tell her very beginning yeah to tell her that he's not going to be home they won't they do won't it. do it so he just goes into the car next to him where these two people are making out yeah. because he saw a car phone antenna again just doing just real cop, like late 80s stuff he throws around him just being a cop so much he is a horrible cop he's, he's a horrible person he's yeah. exploiting all he does is horrible cop stuff. He should absolutely like a cop. I, I, my review of Turner and Hooch was a cab applies to Turner, but not Hooch. <laughs> a cab applies to everybody in canine. Yeah. The worst cop in the entire world just exploiting his power. Yeah. Constantly. So he yeah. Calls, almost for no gain. So he calls Tracy, uh, leaves a message or like talks to her or whatever. And while he's doing that, a helicopter pulls up over the ridge and just somebody in it opens fire on his car. Yeah, like multiple Shoots assault, like out multiple of, like, fully yeah. automatic guns. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just his riddles it with bullets. And he's like, oh, I'm glad I'm not in that car. I don't remember what he <laughs> yeah. says, but it's something like that. So then he's he gets... talking to the horny sex people in the backseat. Yeah. Yeah. Phone he stole. So he gets back home and yeah, Tracy comes home with like some guy she knows from work and they went and saw a movie. Uh, that's when they like. But he just like weird, like posturing with this dude. Like, yeah, it was just the whole thing, like already Very established just, like, how shitty he is. And then him and Tracy get into a fight, which sh he doesn't do anything to make better. But then she kind of she's like, oh, I forgot how verbal communication isn't your thing. A big conceit of this just movie over? is that Jim Belushi is hot. 
Yeah. Which is not which true. Which is not true. No. It's, just, it's not written even into 80s. the movie. It's not even in the 80s. No, not, absolutely like, not. You know how there's sometimes like 80s hot and then, you know, oh, well, it doesn't he's, apply to he's these He's not days. being he's charming like, or anything He's not either. hot he and sucks. he's a shitty no. person, yeah. so I don't understand. Um, uh, then, to, yeah, then he goes, he orders his pizza on his steak. Yeah, and he's, he's, yeah, and then like that whole thing and he, happens. Anyway, he gets a dog. He's got to go get a dog to well, do the steak out better. Yeah, he does this thing where he handcuffs freddy once he finds freddy his informant handcuffs him to his car and starts driving with him on his way to the uh, uh highway that scene mashes yeah. up pretty well with turner and hooch when turner finally when uh, turner uh, hooch's original owner dies turner like is the guy who like has to go uh horse whisper hooch to like deal with him and has him on one of those like animal control guy like stick collar thing yeah and it's just like has him outside of the car running around yeah that's it's one of one of them it's a guy and the other one it's hooch but it it links up pretty good so he he's uh assaulting this man with cruel and unusual punishment uh and finally gets the location of this warehouse and freddie goes uh you'll never it it doesn't matter you'll never find the drugs that place is huge and he says you better have a hell of a nose. yeah you better have a hell of a nose and that makes uh james belushi like, just be like bulb. yeah she's <laughs> like oh i'll get something. a dog so he goes and finds ed o'neill sergeant uh brannigan i believe probably my guy of the week um and is like hey you do stuff with dogs let me have one of your dogs and Brandigan's like literally in the middle of a like shootout hostage stand yeah. yeah yeah so and also, he needs to make a plane within like three hours yeah. to take his family on vacation. And he's like, really if you make convoluted. it on the plane, then I get one of your dogs. Yeah. So but he still has time to take him to go get the dog later. Yeah. It doesn't make everything's really close together there. Belushi, <laughs> the way Belushi ends this standoff is he grabs a suspect they already have or tackles a guy outside of the Steals his wallet. Steals his wallet and his credit card goes to a car rental place that's next door pays like three hundred dollars to get all the work you can to rent a car and then drives it insurance on it of course and then drives it into the house where the standoff is pulls a gun on the all the people in there uh at the same time and it's just like yeah there you go it's done this is supposed to be such a cool fucking scene. We're supposed to be like, this is the best cop. Yeah this guy is (laughs) badass. This guy fucking fucks and he is so cool, and he just takes care of business. You're just like, that guy's exploiting his power so much, dude. Yeah. Fucking try this like, man for horrible. his crimes. So then he, he then uh, Brannigan takes him to see uh, all the dogs. They apparently have a dog who is just a monster. He's like the best at what he does, but he's like a horrible asshole. Yeah, you like you. He's and uncontrollable. That, and that's our boy Jerry Lee, that's named Jerry for the Lee. serial killer. It's Jerry Lee, is not a serial killer, like typical. Jerry Lee Lewis, whose nickname German was Shepherd. the killer. Who's Jerry Lee Lewis? Uh, is he the one that played the piano? Great Balls of Fire. He was American singer. Great Balls of Fire. A uh, whole lot of shaking going on. Great Balls of Fire. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's saying Great Balls of Fire. Goodness gracious. Just double check, though. I'm almost yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, uh, a whole lot of shaking going on. It was his first uh, hit. Then it was followed with Great Balls of Fire, Breathless. I knew it. And High School Confidential. Um, 
nicknamed the killer. So Jerry Lee's named after Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, I also, when he said the killer, I was like, I didn't know Jerry Lee Lewis had that nickname. So I was like, there's a serial killer named Jerry Lee. Yeah, that's that right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah and no, I just I was, didn't think about it past that. I was in the same spot. I had, well, that's it confused me. I had to look it up. Uh, immediately, he uh, they make him put on like a bite suit. <coughs> Jerry Lee attacks him, I and then might, they feed him chili. I don't know yeah. a ton about bite suits, but like his hands were completely exposed. I yes. feel like that's not the way that a bite suit works. I mean, and it, Jerry, Jerry Lee's cool after that, though. Yeah, but I mean, if you're wearing a bite suit to go to this vicious dog, and then your hands are just like free, yeah. I don't know that. That's, I think I think usually the they cover the go. hands, but the, yeah. the thing about dog, bite suits, from what I understand, is whatever you offer them to attack, they'll take. Yeah. So you just like are supposed to give them the hand or what? Give them like your forearm, yeah. and then they'll just bite on that. I think even if you do get oh, PSA. You're ever attacked by a vicious dog, you're supposed to offer them your arm because that's where they're going to do the least damage. Just protect your throat, guys. Yeah, that's if, true. If a cop tries to kill you with a dog, like Jim Belushi would do yes. in the reality of this movie, offer them your arm so they fuck up your arm and don't kill you. Um, Feed some chili. They eat, the dog eats chili. Then um, the dog... He like takes the dog home with him and like lies He's to Tracy bad. about yeah. where he but got the dog him. Loves Tracy, yeah. Um, and then like at this point, the movie kind of is just like oh, just like things happen. Yeah, like I I don't want to like just like hand wave and not talk about the movie, but it's kind of just like. They're, he's trying to get Lyman, so he's just like doing these yeah, things, and it's always out of reach. They're like going in. I mean, they, they, so the, I mean, I like it, they go into the warehouse, and then he, everybody laughs at him because he only finds like he finds like, one guy smoking one pot guy in a closet. Yeah, a joint. yeah. Um, and but he blames Lyman, the dog for that, and the dog's like not. Lyman <laughs> is played by um the guy who, Kevin if I Tiffany. were if I were to choose that guy of the week, um, he's a good guy. It would be that yeah, that guy. Sure. It would be what's his actual. Kevin Tighe, yeah. T-I-G-H-E. I'm he, not sure if that's how you pronounce uh, it. He plays John Locke's father on Lost, and he's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. So maybe does he always play pieces of shit? Uh, not always. Oh. I mean, he, he'll usually play like a. Is how it is. Kinda, yeah. yeah, he's kinda, not that. Kind of like his a smarmy shit. Yeah. yeah, he kind of um, he got his start on the show Emergency. Okay, he was one of the. He was like the main. Or he didn't get his start. He was. He had done some stuff, mm-hmm. a couple of TV shows, a couple of movies or shorts. Um, he's actually an an extra in yours, mine, and ours. Um, but then he was one of the stars of the TV show Emergency, which was like okay. they were Paramount. I, I definitely think that's a fine slash good guy <clears throat> to pick as the guy. Yeah, I would. I go personally with Ed O'Neill. Okay. Uh, Al Bundy. I yeah, but I feel I would I can agree with you on that. I feel like he's he's less of a that. I feel like more people recognize him. Yeah, you, you know? recognize him. But so. he's like the guy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I like that okay. guy. Okay. I, I can. I don't think he was. That. Was he big yet? When in the, the Married with Children? Probably start? not. I think Married with Children started like early nineties. He was. He was like very skinny in this, and I'm like, yeah. oh, is that O'Neill, man? Yeah. I mean, he definitely looks a lot different now. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Married with Children started in '87. Oh, really? It started before. That yeah, he was already oh, wow. on the okay, show shit. when this came out. Huh. Disqualified from being my guy. Um, yeah, so then they go to a pub to stake out, uh, yeah, one, another, like, dude who he's, might be... He's gonna get <laughs> killed by gangsters, and Jerry yeah. Lee pops in and saves his ass, and they're, they're suddenly they're buddies. There's a, just kind of a click point in both of these movies where it's like, 
the dog is a horrible bastard, like ruining their life. And then all of a sudden they're just boys. Yeah, they get shot at again. Uh, that's so shortly after that is when they see the poodle. Uh, they end up going to like an auto dealer. It's just like all these like little things to. It, this is a weird movie because it's set up like but, you're supposed both of to. These movies are like buddy cop. Movies yeah, yeah. Where it's it's the two like weird odd couple partners, <coughs> but one's a dog, and they just bond throughout the movie, and then it's like okay, now these are are fucking boys, and we're rooting for them together. I just found it like kind of weird that this movie establishes that Lyman's the guy very early on. But then once you do like kind of think like, oh, is it like, is it actually him? Is it? But like Lyman is so clearly the guy yeah. early on. We're shown that Lyman's the guy over and over and over again. So then all of the stuff in the middle where he's like trying to like figure out the mystery and how do I get it is kind of irrelevant to us, the viewer, because we already know that Lyman's the bad guy. Yeah. And it just makes the middle of the movie very just kind of like and then things are happening. Like, when do we? Yeah, he's, he's just falling through the case. Yeah, it is weird that he knows who the guy is. The whole movie is just and we know him. who the guy is. It's yeah. not so. It's not like Turner and Hooch where we're like, yeah, we, there's we kind can of tell that that's the guy at the end a little bit. Turner, and you know? and then yeah. yeah, there's a twist. There's no twist in Kane. Right. It's it's building up to the logical conclusion the in the whole way and doesn't deviate. He, here, I'm just thinking about this now, but like, so Turner and Hooch was probably PG, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. PG-13, like, buddy cop dog movie just seems weird to me because it's, I feel like a buddy cop dog movie is kind of more, like, kid-aimed, but then it's, like, trying to be a little risque, but it's, like, not entertaining to adults because it's not, like, I don't know. There's just, I don't think that the way that they did it made it find its niche in, like, who it's going to appeal to. And so that might be why it's so much worse than Turner and Hooch. Right. So much worse. On, on the topic of Guy of the Week, I wrote down a note for myself that I don't fully remember. Do you guys remember when they played Day Bow Bow in K9? Yes. What what scene was that in? Um it's it's either right after they get shot at in the like car, because then they end up going to like the uh car dealership thing that like that's the tip he gets but i'm pretty sure it's like during the poodle scene okay. like it starts when they're like kind of like sitting there because they're just like hanging out i think like uh belushi's eating something and then jerry lee's looking at the poodle and i think it's just like ooh, so beautiful. I, I, I wrote down a note that says oh hell yeah they play oh yeah by yellow which is the song i think everyone knows as day ball ball like most like most famously from Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off and referenced in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But then I wrote after that guy of the week question mark. And I don't remember what the scene was. I don't know if I'm trying to tell myself that the song Dave Albao should be the guy of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say Dave Albao is the it, guy yeah, of the week. I, I would that's, I would get behind that. That's fine with me. <laughs> um yeah, more stuff happens. They finally have a shootout. Oh, uh, the he, the bad guy steals his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, steals the girlfriend. Well, yeah. Well, before that, um, Lyman's having like a big party. Dooley shows up. Belushi shows up. Punches out the like door guy. Just storms his party. They're like, that's when they've captured his girlfriend, and he finds out about it. Um, that's why he's so mad that he storms the yes. dinner party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. 
holding a gun at Lyman in the yeah. middle of his nice dinner party. Uh, uh, Jerry Lee is like running up on the table. Yeah, Lyman plays up. dumb. Cops show up. Uh, Belushi's arrested. Then while they're at how Belushi escapes with Jerry Lee is they're at the police station. Everyone's yelling at him. Jerry Lee starts farting a bunch from all the chili that he's eaten. Apparently it's so gross. All the cops are distracted enough for them to just full on escape from the police station. But just like, off a of dog no, farts this alone. This twin thing is like, there's the fart. See, I was the, the fart scene in Turner and Hooch too, mm-hmm. but the fart scene in Turner and Hooch doesn't really go anywhere it's just he's farting and it's yeah, haha he's, he's yeah. farting, farting and it's funny yeah this is like a, a major a plot point for the movie oh, yeah. is that this dog well, is farting it's and not a joke like, it's imagine, a plot point it's, like, they're in a cop car they don't they never get to the precinct okay i, Do I they? can't i don't you remember, i watched this movie like two weeks ago i i just i thought they got there i, I literally I watched it in today. a cop car so this is like I don't I guess it doesn't matter I either just, way. The, the planning, like the writing of this movie, like a um, um, big fucking. Mess. Just imagine being Steven Siegel, Steven Siegel, and he's like, "Listen, I like really want dog farts to like be a catalyst in this movie. So we gotta start <laughs> him eating chili right at the beginning." And yeah. just like make it like a part of the movie so that he can fart and he can escape. Yeah, it's like, a full on check off. You don't need to do that because it's... in Turner and Hooch, he just Hooch farts. farts a bunch, but it's because everyone knows dogs fart. Yeah. You don't have to feed them yeah, weird food. Yeah, you don't food. have to feed them chili to make them fart. Yeah, che- yeah Chekhov's chili dog farts. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's there's literally no reason for it. Nope. Um, but then so after yeah, he big... escapes, he's able to find, he follows like a truck to where. The drugs are. He pretends that he's got like a bomb, but it's the game. He's but it's the playing. game he's been playing the whole time. Weird little handheld, like, yeah, it's like a game and game watch sort of style little really. game. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, big shootout. Uh, bad guys get killed. My boy uh, Jerry Lee takes a shot. Man. Jerry Lee takes a shot. Takes a bullet uh, for his boy. Belushi rushes him to a hospital. A, a human it, being a human hospital. hospital. Uh. At gunpoint, makes a surgeon who's doing something else operate on him. Yep. Just fo- the entire movie, just exploiting everything he can about being a cop. He's, then he's horrible like the guy. epitome of a shitty cop. Then he yells at Tracy about, I mean, he's like upset. I he's, think it's supposed to be like heartfelt thing, but he yells at Tracy it, about the, how. The whole hospital thing, I think we're really supposed to relate to because it's like we're supposed to love the bond these two now share to the point where it's like, any sane person would go into a hospital and be like, you have to take care of the thing I care about. Yeah. And then Jim Belushi's going on this like diatribe about, uh, how police how dogs are dog there to take su- bullets. Yeah. They're supposed to take a bullet. So the, the, the cop doesn't, that's what he did. And it's like, it's like played too dryly. So it yeah. seems like he actually thinks that it's really weird. It is really that weird. Scene. But um, then Jerry Lee is okay. And it, that they scene, go on a trip to Vegas. And it's, that scene goes on so long in the hospital. Yes, it's so fucking long, and there's like a fake out about, like Jerry Lee. We understand has recovered, but Jim Belushi still thinks that Jerry Lee is dying, and he's confessing to him how much he loves him on his deathbed. Do, the doctor comes in, it's like this is the recovery room, and it's so stupid. During that scene, we do get some funny bits where uh, Jerry Lee the dog. It seemed like yeah, they set like it up looking up. where he's like looking up, and then he's like pretending to be asleep. Yeah, Jim so Belushi can, looks back at him, and so he's he can keep getting compliments, I guess, yeah. which is like. <laughs> 
He man. fully understands English. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's a big fucking mess. That the hospital scene goes on for so long that I thought that the main storyline wasn't fully wrapped up yet, and we were gonna go back to that because I'm like, why would they have this much like denouement at the end? Right. Right. I'm gonna share my controversial opinion right now. I don't like German Shepherds. I think they suck. Right. I've told you this already. I don't think that's very controversial. I think it is very controversial. I apologize to any of the German Shepherd owners that may listen to your pod. And any German Shepherd owners that come into my work, all of yours are sweet babies. Um, I have a very good friend, Ellie, who Mm -hmm. is a German Shepherd. Play frisbee Um, with her. Is she a mix? No, she's a full German Shepherd. I'm sorry, Ellie. Allie? Ellie. I'm sorry, Ellie. She was um, oh, is that one of the dogs you dog sit for that lo- this the one that loves she's, frisbee? Okay, she's the one who so loves the frisbee. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> so, so I will say, I've met plenty of nice German shepherds, but not one of my ones, favorite breeds by any means. They, they, the bad ones do outweigh the good ones in my experience um, at it's, dog daycare. It's an impossibly smart like dog breed. They are smart. That's why they're like well, have all the cop jobs. Exactly. Well, they're very smart, but it, the people, people who, who like own them, them generally just don't put their intelligence to good use so it is a total owner thing but um it that just ends up trickling down to being that i don't particularly like the breed um also i don't like jim beluga i i i hate james belushi um i i think he's i mean now he seems like he's cool he's cool now yeah he smokes weed and talks about it on twitter so he's just like like dumb boomer energy talking about i smoke weed (laughs) The, the but it's fun i like it so much of his just like his characters and like fucking his movies and tv shows are just so rife with just gross toxic masculinity yeah. that it just sucks um yeah. but not in a cool home improvement well, way and that's the- <laughs> i don't like home improvement <laughs> for that same reason and uh-huh. that's why i think even if even if the storyline of canine was like just flawless and the acting was incredible I don't like the two main things in the movie, so I just have never been bound to enjoy it. Um, yeah, and, it's... Uh, and he's just a piece of shit in that movie. Like, he is, like, literally, like, everything that sucks about cops just in, like, shown in a movie of just, like, his abuse of power and his weird absolutely he's a horrible you know cop. yeah and like his toxic masculinity I, and all, I think all of that all cops like, are bad but yeah. turner in turner and hooch is about the best you could ever well that's for i mean yeah that's what i'm saying is like he's he's still a cop so he's not good but uh he's just i mean he's well he's tom hanks he's just so endearing even yeah. even in a role of a cop so, so, turn, so turner tom and so tom hanks Let's pivot by saying, what is your dog breed evaluation on Dog de Bordeaux? French Mastiffs, the dog Dogs de Bordeaux, I fucking love them. Yeah, they look fucking um, dumb as hell. That is are... what Hooch is, the titular Hooch. Yeah. The Dog de Bordeaux. Played by, mostly by um, Beasley, uh, but there were four dogs, because I guess, I was reading up on it, and I guess Beasley was a little young. He was like 17 months, so still technically kind of puppy age and so he had trouble acting in the parts where he had to stay really still so they had an older one um that acted in those parts which a lot of dog movies like they'll just trade out dogs yeah that look but most of it was beasley um but 
Yeah. Uh, my boy Eddie in uh, Frasier. Moose, yeah. He Moose, the yeah. dog. He features as the old version of Skip in uh, My Dog Skip. Uh, oh, he God, does. He movie. doesn't. He doesn't play the normal My Dog Skip, but he plays the scenes where Skip is older. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if that movie's still good, but it doesn't. My boy matter. Frankie, it's... my boy Moose. I mean, true it's, pimps. It's very. No, Rare for me to say that a movie where a dog dies is good. I mean, it bums me out. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know it's just a movie, oh, but spoiler, this movie is just spoiler so alert, good. Turn you, well, you yeah. did the synopsis and I yeah. and said he dies. Oh yeah, he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like it's one of the only ones where, um, I still think it's a. I still like it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. good. So, yeah, 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 I, I, I like Turner and Hooch pretty well. Canine, I, I like Turner and Hooch pretty well. The, um, my biggest like gripe on Canine, I'll just this is my last thing about it is uh, I watched it earlier today. Uh, within hours, I had forgotten a lot of what ha- it's just such a horribly forgettable movie. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's just it's, nothing. it's just nothing. Yeah, uh, Turner and Hooch though not forgettable at all. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I will say I wanted to go back and do a little thing. Uh, I didn't end up having time i wanted to go back and see find out like how much of a percentage of this movie is just tom hanks riffing with a dog yeah they're just hanging out yeah most of the movie it's just them doing but it's stuff so mostly. endearing like, oh no because, it's because super it's great tom hanks and because i mean hooch is just a cute little guy the, and this movie starts out with a super like laced up tom hanks going about his morning routine Mm-hmm. Or his his end of night routine maybe. Is it I, no, it's his morning. It's, it's his, his morning, morning routine. routine, and I actually took a note on that because he used so much dental floss. Yeah, yeah just that, a okay, massive so pile just, of floss. That's what really bothered they, me. They set him up a little too much to be like a really laced up mm-hmm. detective type. He specifies he's an inspector, not a detective, but uh, it makes him seem a little too like. I mean, using that much dental floss. It's like, so much like, dental we're, floss. We're talking autism spectrum with that much dental <laughs> yeah, floss, there was, honestly. Like, but how much dental floss does it go through yeah, in like a then week? He doesn't present that crazy. Only when he's talking to uh, Reginald Bell Johnson and like saying, this is how we do everything. Yeah. This is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. But then by the time he gets... That facade hooch. falls apart yeah. as soon as he gets hooch. But it's, yeah. it's fine. They're just trying to set up a character. They yeah. want him to be yeah. like a really laced up guy who's dealing with this fucking bonkers I've, dog. But then he just becomes a lovable Tom Hanks character. I, yeah. I felt like the um the intro to that movie was just like it felt like a sitcom. It absolutely yeah. Like the music, everything that was going on that like which they did and did almost immediately after this movie um came out, they tr- tried to make a um TV show version of it um, starring uh, Thomas F. Wilson, who um, has been like been around. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's Biff. Uh, mm-hmm. And. Um, but I, I don't think it ran for very long <laughs> uh, is the thing. But, you know, that intro is just like the music, all of this stuff. It just How feels like a sitcom, a sitcom intro. based on a movie really take off like MASH. Yeah, like, right. What else? Is, is Mash only... the blueprint? Like, what? Else, what else we got? You normally here? don't, don't get things going in that direction. Although it seems like that was a thing that they just tried very hard, and like the seventies. Mash was a well, huge success. Yeah, and but... I feel like as much as as much as I'm amused by watching dogs do whatever, you, for a sitcom to be based on basically like 
a dog? Like, how far can that go? Like, a movie know. is fine, because it's like, here's this, this story that is I, happening with think, this dog. But. I think in general, I, I would uh, boil both of these movies down to buddy cop movies. Where, mm-hmm. Like, buddy cop odd couple. Yeah. Where the odd man is a dog. Yeah. And I think that would work okay for a TV show, just generally, right? Like yeah. buddy, buddy cop movies or buddy cop TV shows at least work out okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like how many funny things a dog can do over and over again, where it would still like keep at. This dog's being weird as hell right now. It would. <laughs> <laughs> it would keep my attention because I could just watch dogs do yeah, nothing dogs. all day, but that's just me. Um, you know, I mean, but if you have a really naughty dog, like. You know, I I could see I, that. I I love the uh, you know Jack and Daxter series of games, Crash Bandicoot. You're just listing other buddy cop things that aren't buddy. No, nah, she said cop, she but... said Naughty Dog. Oh. oh, okay, okay, I got it. The, the, the Uncharted of, series. Yeah, okay. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's like super uh, Tom Hanks, Scott Turner, super buttoned up. Uh. But he he's in this like tiny town where he like knows everybody. It's like he's a little like seaside town, like a what's we understand to be a small town. I don't remember what the name of it was, but just like a little slow town somewhere. Right. Everybody he's knows who he days. is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows him in town. His eventual girlfriend, Emily, who's the veterinarian, recognizes him because they go to the same bank. Yeah. She's just moved to town and still recognize him because it's such a small town. So he's three days from getting uh the, kind my of dream job getting promoted to go work in sacramento well i don't think it, you don't want to get promoted to go work in san francisco you want sacramento. sacramento you want to be the, the capital yeah you want to i want to become the mayor or maybe eventually governor of sacramento because i would like my office and house to be the sacramento ziggurat Yep. Max has heard this ad nauseum. Elise, I don't know if you know how badly I want to live inside the Sacramento Ziggurat. Uh, I think the now I do. I think the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid has been featured already on this podcast. Well, that's before. where we're going to do our first live show. Oh, that's right. Uh, Sacramento Ziggurat is the other just monstrous, fucked up, insane piece of architecture that exists somewhere in America. Uh, would love to live there. <laughs> um. But before that can happen, we get to see that he like they they go and take like a uh, you know disturbing the peace call or something. That's kind of set up that this like town has they, no they crime. Is he and uh, uh, Reginald Val Johnson, yes. who he's Sorry. training to be the lead and ins- or be, to be the inspector once he leaves right. town. Yeah, uh, yeah. We get a little thing like they they set up that this town, uh, Reginald Val Johnson is uh, looking through. Uh, Tom Hanks' filing cabinets. He wants a muffin. It's fun. He's looking through Tom Hanks' filing cabinets, and like the one for misdemeanors is like overflowing, and then the one for uh, what are they? Felonies. Felonies is like there's like three cases right. in there. So we that's how this is. So they're responding to some tiny uh little call. Uh, Reginald Val Johnson eats a muffin. Uh, and when we show up there, we meet. Amos, who is he's not homeless because he lives on like the boat down yeah, there. That's not even the call. Amos is just he's his just longtime there. friend, yeah. and so he wants to just go say bye to Amos before he leaves town. And and that's when we meet our boy Hooch. Hooch. Hooch is Amos's dog. He's very dirty. He's very stinky. Okay, Max, we ain't even seen him yet. 
first, okay. he's going to open the fence. Then Thus Spake Zarathustra plays. <laughs> you might know as the 2001 A Space Odyssey song and uh, Ric Flair's walkout music. It plays, and that's what introduces Hooch. <laughs> it comes to its head, and then Hooch appears, runs over, and much as uh, right on cue, Rue is licking my neck, uh, Hooch, uh, grabs, uh, Hooch grabs Turner by the neck and just pins him down. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> gremlin. <laughs> there we go. He mentioned gremlins. Yep. It happened. Yeah. Had to get it in. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's established that Hooch is a big messy smelly dog who maybe doesn't have the best manners yeah but he's a fun guy uh then we meet amos who's just this kind of like crazy dude who's got a heart of gold and lives in a boat uh down there and but he makes a lot of like calls that are like written off as being crazy turns out amos isn't crazy because there was drugs going on yeah um he always says that he hears things and he's like yeah yeah. okay but then um, right yeah (laughs) so then later that night we see amos witnessing this uh these crimes these goings-ons and uh but people notice there's a guy stealing money at where they're the money smuggling thing in the whatever it's called the the guy's name the seafood outfit they're smuggling money uh one of the henchmen has to chase a guy out who's stealing money from the smuggling operation uh kills him uh goes to check because he thinks Amos saw, which he kind of did. He's at least wise to it. So they kill Amos. Uh, Our boy Hooch is now an orphan. Yeah. Next morning, Turner is responding to the case. Sees his his boy Amos dead. Has to adopt Cooch. Originally with the idea of Cooch maybe could be a witness to the murder. Turner and Hooch are now living together. Yeah. Right, cause, and then there's a whole thing about how this is, like, the first time there's ever been a murder in town. So, like, turn, you know, you've got Turner, Tom Hanks going he's got all out. He's, he's gotten, like, um, you know, 300 evidence bags. He's taken all kinds of pictures. We're also, at this point, introduced to uh, Craig T. Nelson, who's, like, the police chief, I guess. Police chief, yeah. Um, but he doesn't want... Uh, Craig T. Nelson, the police chief, doesn't want them to take the case because um, Turner's about to leave. It's kind of like too much. You know, David, Reginald Bell Johnson has never done this kind of thing. And then like the sheriff's department's trying to step in, too, because there's a little cross like jurisdiction. But Turner convinces him to let them be on the case. And but basically they're like, okay, you have three days to solve it or otherwise we're just going to turn it over and like you can because you got to go. So now, something's got to be done with Hooch. Where's Hooch going to go? He's living with Turner. Living He's with Turner. Dog First now. animal control tries to take him. They can't and do it. Fun they- fact, the animal control officer was actually Beasley's trainer. Yes, oh, that's cool. The, the male one. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, they try to take him. He gets the little little guy stuck to his neck. Mm-hmm. The little, um, uh, it's not a noose. I mean, I would consider it. A, I don't know what it's actually Whatever called. Whatever that thing is, it's the, the stick where they animal. pull it. Yeah, and um, I've never worked in that that, that, that side of that animal stick restraint, thing so. that animal yeah, control, the animal guys control guys stick. Have. Uh, that's the scene I alluded to before, where the animal control guys can't 
get him. They're going to kill him, they say, which is an insane thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What control agents say. Um, so uh, Turner gets him. He, he can't get him into the car still. So he just has him on that news stick uh, just outside of his car, driving down the street. Pretty cute. And they go home and uh, overnight. Hooch. No, well, they go to the vet first. Do they go to the vet first? Yeah, they go yeah. to her first because she's like, your dog's bleeding. How long has your dog been bleeding? And yeah, he's like, like, not long enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's still very mad. Yeah. About the dog just being an asshole. Yeah. So he's he's mad about that. She checks him that's, out and then, yeah, then they meet, go to. We meet the new town vet, yeah. Emily, who becomes mm-hmm. a love interest later. Mayor Wiggum. Very. Mayor, Mayor Winningham. Winningham, yeah. Very uh, quickly, just to like skip ahead a little bit about their. Uh, their like love plot. Come on, line. they painted a hallway once together. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's God, weird too because heartless. it happens insanely fast over the course of like two days. But even then, oh, there's it's still it's like over a, the course of one night. Yeah, because yeah. he should. But uh, he's he's like, no, nah, I'm leaving town, and but that's not even why he doesn't want to be with her. It's no. like a, it's like a, you you're just gonna love me and then say that everything I do bothers you, so right. he pushes her away because of the ways he's been hurt in the past. In relationships, Re- yeah, but no, that's he's not really touched upon ever again. <laughs> nope, because they're in just a relationship really immediately. Weird love plot. And that all comes up because uh, Turner lets Hooch run out and chase um, Emily's dog, the Border Collie, regular Collie, regular Collie, rough, and then rough Collie, I think, rough right? Collie, rough coated, yeah. um, yeah. chase the Collie down the street to Emily's house, where then Hooch- she's, she's a lassie. Yes. Yes. Then Hooch yes. goes inside and Turner's like, okay, I'm going to leave. Then Emily comes out and is like, oh, have you, like, are you missing your dog? And Turner's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. So he goes She's inside. like, I know what you're actually yeah. doing, dude. You're trying to abandon that dog. So he goes inside. But I will lo- fall in love with you very Where soon. he sees that she's painting a room. And it's unfinished. And she's like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I'll finish it in the morning. He can't let that go. So they spend not even all this, night. This just is a couple kind of hours. The only time it's they like part of a wall. It's not really, yeah. you know, it's a small part. It's about the only time they return but, to like how tight knit he is. Yes. And like he's very detail oriented. Yeah. Where like, he's like, I can't, I wouldn't can't allow a mess. Yeah. So a couple hours later, he leaves. Drinking finished, cans at MGD. They've finished the room. And she's like, like you said, she is like, well, should we hang out again? And he's like, no, because then we're going to like fall in love and blah, 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 blah. You know, all these like things. Assuming a lot of stuff about both of them. Yes. <laughs> so, could have just said, well, I'm leaving town in two days. I mean, Shouldn't to be get fair, she told him like right after they started talking that she wants five kids. I forget what he said to that, but like. I guess since he didn't put down the roller and just walk out of the house, that was like a green light for her. So, yeah. And then but they end that conversation with her being like, so what time do you want to tackle the hallway? And he's yeah. like, oh, 7 p.m. And then, then they're just in a relationship now. Yeah, because then he, how he, does she end up at his house? Because then they fuck and, and like. So that's they're... that's that happens after he follows a couple more clues. But then the police chief tells him literally takes the file and takes it out of Tom Hanks hands and gives it to Reginald Bell Johnson and says you're off the case. So he's sad. So he's just trying to go home and have fun and just pal around with Hooch. Right. And then their dogs are running on the beach together and then they go home and just do more stuff and have 
uh, off-screen sexual congress. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to point out. Okay. Uh, segment time. Okay. Hottie of the week. Sure. We're talking T. Hanks himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talking the two detectives of these movies. Okay. Tom Hanks is an inspector. We're putting him against Jim Belushi. Don't need to sugarcoat it. Don't need to draw it out. Tom Hanks wins. It's not even close. It's not. I even, even close. said while we were watching it, I was like, honestly, Tom Hanks was like kind of low key hot. Like he, he just was, has like I would say high key hot <laughs> in this movie. Like people he forget has the Tom leg Hanks. Muscles yeah, and his little dude. speedo, and he, I'm like, oh okay, Tom he, Hanks. There is so many scenes where for some reason he's doing something in his underwear. Yeah, and like bending over in his underwear, and you're just seeing the cock and balls in the undercarriage. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I piping hot tom hanks this is like money pit era tom hanks uh like bachelor party era tom hanks yeah. like when he was a young hot guy doing like fun comedies and stuff before he became like the laced up serious older man steven spielberg tom hanks yeah uh, he i mean he he wins it in in a fucking walk dude it's it's tom hanks by far yeah <laughs> And he's either—he's almost always either pantsless or shirtless. Like I I would say, like eighty percent of the movie, like he's only fully clothed, like maybe twenty percent. He does like a borderline like ghost scene where he's—they have a weird conversation about uh, they just got their fuck on and they're both famished and they don't have any food, so he want—he's gonna make the perfect omelet. Oh yeah, and then says she has to cook for him, but then she can't do anything, so he starts doing it. And then does a ghost <laughs> scene where he whisks the eggs around her arms. Oh yeah, and it's just piping hot Tom Hanks in yeah. his prime. It's um, it's good. There, there's another thing I think that kind of like ties these movies together, in that the middle of the movies are not very necessarily like they're hard to talk about because K nine is just so bland and forgettable, but also Turner and Hooch. It's hard to talk about the middle of this movie because not a lot happens because it's just Tom Hanks riffing with a dog. Yeah, a lot of it's just him and the dog hanging out. And There's it's not delightful. A, yeah, the, yeah, it is so good. The investigation's going on. He like convinces to like uh convinces Coach to let him uh search the Boyette's like seafood warehouse. They don't find anything, so then he's like kind of like they got to find new stuff. Uh, Hooch recognizes one of the killers and, and interrupts a wedding. wedding. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down a note that speaks to this. I think they're really not doing much in the way of police work. One scene where they try to do hard police work and Hooch just keeps farting. LOL. Yeah. So yeah. like those things happen and like they're good scenes and stuff. But then you're just those are just to get us to the next moment where Tom Hanks can riff with Hooch. Like mm-hmm. he try, finally decides to give him a bath and they end up outside just using like a like gotta scrub go brush thing yeah. and a hose and just all these like different things and then you stink i'm tom hanks yeah. yeah and then then you've got like the painting scene with them like chasing him around because it's that scene with uh you know turner and emily as they kind of like do their meet cute is just like preceded by him chasing hooch around and so it's and then that yeah. scene after it is just more of him doing stuff with a hooch they do like a stakeout and it it's like a it's just him riffing, like it's literally like a him riffing. Five minute unedited scene of just Tom Hanks clearly unscripted talking at a dog. Yeah, it rules. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. No, it's good. It's Tom, Tom the Hanks, best one of, of the, movie. the best I, guys to ever do it. I really don't think that if anybody else was cast in that movie, that like 
the it mm-hmm. would it would work. I feel like I wonder who else could do right this from well like that time this. period. Max, touch up town. Uh, no, you got I a Tom Hanks I insert. I I mean somebody that could have also done it. Um, I don't know, maybe Craig Jeff G- Goldblum. Goldblum, like, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, that oh, would that would be. Oh, you're being a dog. Oh, you're doing. That would actually. Oh, be oh it a seems like uh, maybe you're uh you're farting and you're a dog and <laughs> I've got to look after you and. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That's the only thing that's, I can yeah. maybe grasp at. Yeah. But I mean, Tom. I, I, there's there's just... a thing about Tom Hanks that, that I think he's an everyman, but he's. You can't replace him in anything he does. He's so perfect at. He's like an amazing actor because he can act in a role where the guy he's playing is the best guy at his job. Mm -hmm. And he's like being the best actor to like acting as the guy who does it. But I fucking love him. He's national treasure. He's he is just. So, so much better than Jim Belushi. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but so we do. It basically ends up that it was Boyette all along. Like I said, when we're talking about, like they we go to the we, fucking fish factory three separate times. Yeah. It's yeah. why do they keep going back. We get it. It's all about the fish factory. Uh, and I mean that's like K nine two, except they're. Because they keep going back, like you are, do you do at least get like little moments of doubt about like whether or not Boyette is actually involved? But then, even though we know Boyette is involved the entire time, we find out we think that as the viewer, we think Boyette is the head of it. You you get vibes from Craig T. Nelson's character, the police chief, that he's up to something. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Boyette's the main guy, and then from the guy who killed Amos, we find out Boyette's involved, but he's not. like the head guy so turner is gonna kind of like storm this thing he's kind of called in for backup or whatever so and he sends hooch around the backside and as he's about to go into the factory craig t nelson shows up and is like we got your call i've got squad cars like waiting but like you need backup going into here turns out craig t nelson is the head guy he turns on um turner pretty Quickly yeah, they're, in there. They're both fighting against Turn Boyette and Hyde are both fighting against Turner yeah. almost immediately. They hit the breaker and the lights go out and then they rush Turner. So you get a like kind of cool little gun or yeah, gunfight where they're like kind of all moving around all the different stuff in the factory and uh shooting. Boyette eventually gets shot. Um uh Tom they, yeah, Tom Hanks shoots him. Uh <laughs> he Boyette specifically says a bunch of times. Oh, my leg. You got me in the leg. Yeah. Because you can't, in this era, you can't let Tom Hanks kill a guy. No. He's way, not in a PG movie. Way too much of a sweet guy. I thought they'd be the exact same thing. I'm just like, man, can't let these, gotta, gotta make sure these kids understand that this man is not dead. Everything's gonna be fine. Um, And then we find out, or Craig T. Nelson shoots Boyette basically to be like, to try and get Tom Hanks Turner to come into this plan with him, but they need Boyette dead so that he can't right. uh, kind of like rat on them later right. on. No, it's, no witnesses. It's like a cover up thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, Hyde wants to bring Turner into the conspiracy. So, Craig T. Nelson doesn't believe <laughs> that. 
<clears throat> Tom Hanks is going to take him up on his offer to join in. But before Craig T. Nelson can just shoot. Oh, Tom did we Hanks, say Hooch has already been shot at this point? Hooch he, has not been shot. No, yeah, no, he's been oh, shot. Yeah, he he's been shot, been shot the one time. The he's one like time. laying there. Yes. shot. Is it? I don't remember. If it's Boyette or Hyde that shoots him. I think Boyette he, does. He jumps down from the rafters, takes him out, so that I think it is Boyette. So because Boyette has, so he's going to have to drop on Turner. Yeah. Um, that happens. So our boy Hooch is shot. Uh, manages one last charge. Well, people think that he actually plays dead to yeah. make sure that the everybody thinks that he's dead. Yeah, so, yeah. they, like, they yeah. exchange a little look. Mm -hmm. um, he crawls forward and yeah. is able to bite Craig T. Nelson on the leg uh, so in time for... Tom Hanks can take him out. Yeah, Tom Hanks can take him out. Uh, Hard cut. <laughs> Two time has passed. Well, oh, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, the... the oh, he man. takes him to the vat. Thank and God he actually takes him to a vet. To a vet instead of going like, to literally a the saddest human scene surgeon. In uh, it's just so sad. Very rough. Just him like begging him not to die, and ended up with there with like I am Legend as like a a dog it, dying. It's, it's scene. just very sad. It's very sad. I, uh, we hate when a dog dies. We love Hooch. Yeah. They they leave it a little open ended because it kind of just like fades. We don't know that Hooch has died. Well, we, she, it, I mean, we you kind of say do that because you, she's uh, kind of nods. But then you, you kind of, when, so after we see that he dies on the table, we see that time has passed, and you're kind of hoping, like, everybody's happy in the new present time period, and you're kind of like, oh, maybe Hooch did actually survive after all. Well, because you're kind of like, uh. Because Turner has decided to stay in town. He's now he's, the, like. He's the police He's the now. Craig T. Nelson now. Yep. He's the coach now. Reginald Bell Johnson has taken over his position as the Damn, dude. police investigator missed an opportunity to say that craig t nelson is not the, he's not the police chief he's the police coach <laughs> carl of duty <laughs> black cops, yeah. yeah um yeah so turner's the police chief and you this is why i say that i don't think it's like really like, they leave it open-ended because he gets a message from the another police officer in the station that oh your wife called she said he's gotten out again. Mm -hmm. And that's like an emergency to come home. So you're like, oh, I guess okay. Hooch didn't die. Yeah. Well, um, I, I st you start to kind of think about it, but I'm like, well, you're, uh, you are thinking about yeah. it, but it's open ended and you're like, oh, he's he's out like uh, blah, 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 blah. But then you get home and it's revealed that uh, the collie, I think Camille, Camille, Camille. Uh, has had puppies. Uh, it's very hilarious because they show six puppies. They are clearly purebred collies. Absolutely. Yep. They, uh, all they, of them are collies. They do the Muppets thing where yeah. all of the girls are piggies and all the boys yeah. are Kermits. <laughs> <laughs> so Camille's sitting there with collies and Emily's like, oh, they're such nice dogs, but he gets them all. Like, they're such great puppies. She's and then, completely hit her wits yeah, and dealing with. He, he gets them all riled up. So you're just like. Yeah, dad comes in he, and just gets to play cool dad you with You go all the upstairs puppies. and he's doing the exact same things he's done with Hooch, where he's explaining all the rules of the house yep. and all the same things that Hooch fucked up all the time. And he, no he, chewing and drooling in my shoes. And he opens up a cabinet door, a closet door, and it's a Doge de Bordeaux. Uh, dog de Bordeaux. Do Doge de Bourgog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dog de Bordeaux. Uh, a, a, just a beautiful tiny little little hooch. baby hooch, yeah. and it's yeah. like ah, like father, yeah. like son, and then it's a freeze frame ending on a dog face. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, big R.I.P. to Hooch. Yeah. I wrote down, I think I said already, that ACAB includes Turner, mm-hmm. but not Hooch. Hooch is an agent of chaos. Yes. Love him which to is death. fair. He's not a cop. He's just a vengeful dog. <laughs> wants, wants justice for his slain owner. Yeah, uh, rules never exploits the law. Just exists within him. Is only true to himself. Yeah, he's a Love true um, sort of vigilante in a sense. Yeah, he never gets deputized or anything. No. He's just yeah. a dog. Yeah, he's yeah. a police inspector's yeah, dog. He wasn't, yeah. yeah, he wasn't <laughs> trained to murder. kill. He just does what he needs to do. Uh, the movie. The movie's great. It's just a fun time. Yeah, Ta- really good. Tom Hanks just at peak uh comedy Tom Hanks just yeah young young Tom Hanks when he did comedies and stuff being hot I I think there's got to be like uh there is like either like a generation or just a group of individuals that never understood that Tom Hanks did comedies right and was just like the goat I love at the them at the pit. time big it's on the list is the money pit on the list? Or not the money pit. I thought you said big. Oh. Oh no. I, I think I said I'm a big money oh, pit okay. guy or something. You like said that. big and I just yeah. I was just like, yeah, big's great. Yeah. Just I don't give a shit what he said. He said the word big. It's money great. Money Pit <laughs> has the same director of photography as all three Godfather movies. <laughs> Very weird. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, but like big is on here. We keep so a little like parting of the kimono, so to speak. Uh, for here, a peek behind the curtain is Dan and I have several weeks because we kind of like pick them like the week that we've like, you know, we're recording. Uh, we'll take a break and pick our movies and come back and like say what they are. But we keep seeing Big, and it's on a, the list here with a movie called like Father Like Son. But the reason we keep putting it off is the same year, three other movies oh, yeah. all about boys who transform into or switch bodies with adult men came out that year there's five <laughs> movies between you know the yeah, end of 87 a, and 88 what is, what is five twins called is that pen- Quint, quintuplets is yeah. that quint yeah yeah quintuple quintuplets. movies yeah. yeah it's quintuple films we uh, need a new theme song for that episode. yeah <laughs> make ryan Re- or i'll just go quintuple in and say quintuple feature, feature. <laughs> used to be called twin <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my voice going quintuple <laughs> oh yeah, we'll just dump it over. Yeah, mine. okay. <laughs> um, so the that will look forward to that coming up at some point. Uh, but yeah, Tom Tom Hanks was just like the goat of these comedies, and seemingly fantastic, just improv guy too. Mm-hmm. Just sitting mm-hmm. there like riffing, just being charming as hell, making actual like good jokes and stuff. A once in a generation talent. I yeah. So I, I, we're all in it. This isn't really the point of this podcast, but we've done it. But just like Turner, who's just so much better than K9. It's not even close. Yeah. And K9 is not. I wouldn't say K9 is like a bad movie, but it's almost it's worse bad. in the sense that it's just like horribly forgettable. Yeah. There's just nothing about it that like w- there is literally there's nothing about it that would even draw me into seeing a K9 too. Like there, there's- I mean, I have to. Because oh yeah! Of my horrible thing. So He's got to watch K nine two sure and three to uh, be working. I think you only. <laughs> I, I'll say you don't have to watch like the spin off TV shows and stuff. You just have to watch K nine two and K nine three. Yes, the proper well, trilogy. I, it doesn't matter what you tell me. I can, but that was already part of my rule. Is no spin off. 
like uh didn't we didn't do a normal um what you've been watching but like we went and saw the conjuring three uh in theaters it just came out as at the time of this recording and i watched like the conjuring two or one and two as well and i i had this thought in my head i was like okay do i have to watch all the annabelle movies specifically what was giving me think because you know it's the conjuring universe but in annabelle comes home the third annabelle movie it's specifically centered around the warrens with patrick wilson and vera formiga and like all that thing are the boy movies also in no they're not no no i don't think so as far as i know they are not but I was like, oh, do I have to watch the Annabelles? Because like Annabelle 3 is basically like Conjuring 2 and a half. And I decided no, because that's the, an- even though they're in the same extended universe, that is the Annabelle series. Like yeah, if I were to watch. That'd be like a Marvel thing. Like if you watched Iron Man and then you had to watch all the Marvel movies. Right, right. I, I agree. With, exactly I agree the same thing. Like I would, yeah. I would, if I watched Iron Man, I would have to watch Iron Man 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to watch all the Avengers you, or Doctor Strange. You honestly, though, should start getting ahead of it now because we'll probably end up watching like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie yeah, around yeah, Halloween. Yeah. You should already be watching other Nightmare on I Elm Street. I need to start doing so it. You don't yeah. have yeah. to watch them all after you we have watch an entire Nightmare week at the end of the year where you just have to catch up and watch. Well, that's I'm going to have to do that just for horror movies. I need to start cranking through some of the bad sequels now so that I can oh. watch the ones that I like. Uh, coming up because those are just full series um i don't know maybe we'll maybe i'll do it i'll cop the thing that dylan should have been doing for this feed and i'll just do it myself mm-hmm. of watching through making all of those content of yeah making contents out of uh Fr- friend of, of the show horrible thing. friend of us dylan has been watching uh he's been trying to watch all of the main horror movies yeah, so Hellraiser, like Nightmare, Friday the Thirteenth, Leprechauns. He's yeah. been going through all of these because like, he realized he hadn't series. he hadn't seen a lot of them, let alone many of their sequels. So he decided to like go through it, and we were encouraging him to uh, kind of document this journey into hell, both with film content and just mental. It's such an insane feat to do that. I said this is the type of thing that like a YouTuber would do to like farm views, and you're doing it for the love of the game. But why not like make something out of it also since you're doing it yourself? Yeah. So, like make YouTube videos or something about it. And he's like, ah. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Dylan, your loss is my gain, I guess. Shouts out Dylan. Shouts it's his out birthday Dylan. tomorrow. He will hear this. It is his birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dylan. Dylan. It will Happy have been. Happy birthday, Dylan. This can't this is coming out the Thursday of that week. So but this is a quick turnaround where we normally have backups. Um Yeah, it, Elise, you I mean any final thought on Turner's or Hooch's and the I film? Mean, nothing Canine. that I haven't already said. I think I've made it clear that I find the movie delightful and endearing. I like Tom Hanks. I love French Mastiffs. Um, I just think it was, a, and it wasn't too long. You know, like I don't think that anything really dragged on too long. It was having um, fun watching yeah. Tom Hanks hang out. With yeah, the it was just yeah. basically, it yeah. I liked it a lot when I was little. Um, and I'm sad Hooch died, but they did it well. That was a touching yeah. scene. And we get a new Hooch. Yeah, and there's a new Hooch. Second Hooch. Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, I think that kind of, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Thank you, Elise, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is nice. I mean, you'll be on again. We'll have to get you on for House of Yes mm-hmm. and uh, Mists in the Maze or whatever the fuck that other movie was called. Or- the... The, I don't remember what it was called either. The Mystifying Mrs. Marvel. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, 
yeah again thank you uh do you want to plug yourself in any way shape or form kool-aid declined i haven't done any podcast stuff for a while so i don't have anything to plug um if you live on the other side of the country from los angeles in southwest florida (laughs) and you uh need a veterinarian you can come up to i won't name it but you guys can email us and ask for the name (laughs) because and i'll even be nice to your german shepherds that's basically all i do right now so there we go perfect um again thank you and said it three times now at this point but you're welcome um if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are at Doubled Feature on Twitter, Doubled Feature on Instagram. You can send us an email and ask for uh, the vet Elise works at, uh, <laughs> Doubled Feature Podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Ryan. No one has sent us an email yet. I don't think so, but what I'm going to keep throwing out there. What the email will be about? I don't know. I can't wait. Hopefully, Somebody... hopefully it's someone needing a vet. Oh, no. Hopefully yeah. not, because that means a pet's in distress, but... yeah. Okay. If your pet's in distress, do not fucking email us asking for that information. Yeah, please, please just take your have dog somewhere. You need dog to do. To we want vet. the dog to be o- or whatever um, animal to be okay. Yeah, even if it's if a you have a shepherd. sugar glider or whatever, yeah, I hope it's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to thank Ryan and Sam both. Ryan at Ryan Laser on Twitter and Sam at Hero Institute on Twitter for our theme music and logo, respectively. You can also read Sam and I's webcomic, Nerdsday, at nerdsdaynerdsday.com if you like Dungeons and Dragons and comics. Um, you can follow Dan and I personally on Twitter and Letterboxd. I am at Mac underscore dead. Dan is at Danny Jankum. Uh, go look at the stuff. See what we're watching before we tell you what we're watching. They could follow... Noka and Rue on Instagram. Yeah. At two fox dogs. There you go. The letter two fox dogs. And sometimes Ricky Bobby is on there too. He makes an appearance from time the, to time. The three dogs that have been in and out of the yeah, recording. You, for all of the background noise. You've guaranteed at some point you've heard <laughs> one of the three at least yelping. One of them we noted was licking my face earlier. <laughs> They're now sleeping like beautiful angels right beside the us. End. They are. Everyone's right being very end. good right now. <laughs> uh dan any last words for this this episode of the podcast i'd like to take us out on a tiny little one bar of a song blame it all on my roots we just reviewed turner and hooch (laughs) (laughs) had that joke in the bag for two full weeks Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature.